Welcome to Transform Your Talk. This is Jenna. What, are, are you pausing, Jeff, so you can reread everything I wrote the other day? I have to. Why? Is it because I'm dumb and I don't use my English degree well and I'm a woman and I can't write things properly? Why do you have to reread everything I write and waste time when we're live on a podcast, especially? Sounds like you have some issues, Jenna. Oh. I'm rereading just to make sure. Oh. Has nothing to do with all those other things you've taken on. Ah. So you wanted our listeners to hear your first fist fight. Aha. I see. You know, when you do things like that, reread after somebody that is very competent, they could take that personally and think it's a personal attack on them and their intelligence. Hmm. I wonder about that. Well, this is Jeff. Mm. You might guess that. Today we're talking about a very near and dear uh, book to both of us, The Four Agreements. I a, was kidding, by the way. <laughs> a Toltec Wisdom book by Don Miguel Ruiz. And for those of you that are unfamiliar with The Four Agreements, and it was written probably, I don't know, 20 years ago by now, 1997, not quite. Um, the Four Agreements, uh, Toltec Book of Wisdom, have to do with uh, a life-changing, very simple idea. The first thing being, impec be, be impeccable with your word. That's the first agreement. The second agreement is take nothing personally. The third agreement is make no assumptions. And the fourth is do your best. Now, there is a fifth agreement now, which is be skeptical but learn to listen. Today, we plucked out of that book um, the second agreement, take nothing personally. And what you heard here in the beginning of that was Jenna taking it personally. Just as an example to all of you. But to be fair, Jeff does actually reread like everything I write. Because all of you listeners know I kind of don't have great vision. So sometimes I make errors. So I'm very grateful that he does. But I thought it would be a good example of how sometimes we take things personally. Jeff, do you have any examples in your life of where somebody said something that you started to go, okay, ouch. Well, I'm not ready to move on from the first thing. Uh -huh. So... It's sort of innocuous act of me editing and rereading and reviewing things, is which is kind of what we do around here. Mm -hmm. um, and it's no surprise that ha that happens. Yet, uh, as an example, you pointed out several things you had problems with, and most of them pointed the finger right back at yourself. It's true. And what did you think or start to believe about that? That you must think I'm not smart enough to write these things. I must not see well enough. I must not be a good enough writer to write these things on my own one time and have them be perfect. And I'm guessing that you've heard or received those messages in the past mm -hmm. and taken them on as the truth. Of course. And so the simple act of me editing or reviewing your work creates a situation where you doubt yourself, you punish yourself, you believe all of these things about yourself, and that's all taking it personally. That's right. And what would be another way to approach that? Well, I could approach it as you doing those things, even though I did take them personally in this instance. If somebody said something to me like, gosh, you look tired today, Jenna. 
you know, that's kind of their uh, jerky way of being like, oh, maybe you shouldn't got out of bed. You don't look the best today. I could take that in and say, gosh, I must look awful. Let me go get in the mirror and see what I look like. Oh, my God, I look terrible. Or I could take it and go, gosh, for that person to say that to me, there's something going on with them. That comment's not actually about me. That observation isn't about really how I look or whether or not I look tired. That's about them. And it's this, this book points to this idea of when somebody says that you're fat, you're dumb, you're ugly, you're, your work needs to be reviewed because you're not smart enough, even if they didn't say that and that's what I heard or perceived, that's poison we're letting into our bodies those thoughts, and then they fill our minds. And then I believe things like, well, Jeff must think I'm an idiot, and he has to review all of my things because he thinks I'm not smart enough. And it just so happens before any of that happened, you already believed those things because you'd heard them before. That's what you said. Yes. And we hear them throughout our lives during the process of what uh, Ruiz says is domestication, the lies that are told to us as infants even that we don't remember in the form of instruction from our parents, our teachers, all our friends, their parents, and religious leaders, and so forth and so on, and all of those things they say about us are not true. Right, but we take them as truth because these are our leaders, our parents, the people that we're supposed to look up to and learn from. So we grow up with them as truths, Mm -hmm. or so we think. You're not a good writer. You're not a good reader. You fumble with words. You're too fat, you're too skinny, you don't look right, Mm -hmm. change your hair, on and on and on. What are you wearing that dress for? And over and over and over. So if you put up sort of a shield and didn't take it personally, then you would be what? I would be amazing. (laughs) I mean, I'd be like Wonder Woman. Um, I would be a lot happier and on a path to figuring out who I am for me on the inside, because then I wouldn't be taking in what everybody else told me. It would be me figuring it out on my own. In fact, me reviewing your work, there's no suggestion in any of that that I think you're a bad writer or you're incompetent or anything like that. In fact, in reality, it's kind of the opposite because you are very good about any of the work that I do or your legal assistant does here. Um, you're very good about letting us know, hey, I'm getting a lot better at this, or this one looked really good this time, or, oh, look, you only missed a date on one page instead of 15, like last time, or whatever it is. Sometimes you'll make light of it, but you're always good at pointing out what we did well, and I understand the importance in the legal field, especially of double-checking everything, because even when I write something that I'm happy with, I'm ready to put out in the world, I'll bring it to you to say, hey, I missed up a lot. Can you please double-check this for me? What about a compliment? Somebody you encounter, and they don't say anything negative and do anything negative, but they say something like, Jenna, you look good today. Your hair is beautiful. Or I like the way you dress today. Or you're carrying yourself differently. Or there's something about you. Mm -hmm. There's all meant to be positive reinforcement of, what is it? My judgment about you. Or your observation. And actually, Ruiz covers that as well. He says, when you don't take anything personally, it means anything. The compliments are lies. Or the bad. Even the compliments. You know, if someone says, wow, Jeff, you're the best pickleball player in the whole world. Part of you has got to be like, oh, yeah, I am. (laughs) 
I'm so glad they know that. Like, whew, you know, you tell yeah. But at the same time, internally, you know what you're good at, what you're not good at. You don't need me to tell you, and you don't need to believe what I'm saying. And it's not the truth. Well, it's I mean, that's their truth. They're speaking their truth. They're projecting on me. So why do I need to take it in? Compliments or derogatory comments, they're all the same. Exactly. Just different ends of the spectrum, which leads me to another point, and this is something that happened to me. Uh, someone, I believe, was trying to pay me a compliment, and that compliment went something like this. Gee, Jeff, I've heard a lot of bad thing, negative things about you, but one thing I never heard was that you're a bad father. And I and now so at first glance, <laughs> I might go, oh, is that a compliment? I guess so. I guess he thinks I'm a good father. Did I need to hear whether I'm a good father or not? Because I already know what I am and I'm not. I didn't need to hear that. And I, but I, I didn't take it in all the way because what went with it was, I've heard a lot of bad things about you, mm-hmm. and negative things about you. Not so good things about you. And on the end of that, they tack on a pseudo compliment. Another example of something that shouldn't be taken personally. Well, another example of that poison. I know one that I've heard is, you know, I'm a mother. Um, I've heard people say things like, oh, you look good for 40 and having two kids. And I think, oh, like, what, what does that even mean? And then I start wondering, well, do they mean that I don't have a lot of wrinkles for somebody that's 40? Does it mean that I don't, I'm not overweight in certain ways or I didn't keep baby weight on for having two kids? What does that mean? Right there, I've already let that toxicity and that message and that thing, even though it was meant, I guess, as a compliment, I've let it in. I'm analyzing it and thinking through it. And wasting that space in my mind. Well, is it a compliment? It doesn't matter. You look good for what you've been through. Oh, my God, you survived. You just got hit by a Mack truck, but you look pretty good for it. Right. That's the thing. It it doesn't matter. And Ruiz does a really good job of saying that good or bad compliments or things that are said, you know you better than anybody else. You don't need to explain yourself to anybody else. You know if you're good at pickleball, you know if you're good at softball, you know if you look decent for 40 or not based on society's perceptions. You know on the inside. You don't need anybody to tell you anything. Well, if you weren't healthier than you are and so forth and so on and you took things as they are said and you're not someone who receives a lot of compliments or whatever the case may be, you're taking all that toxicity in and you're accepting it as the story now. That's part of your story. It becomes a truth to you. It becomes something, I think, and this is how I interpreted it, and again, this book is basically how you use it, how you need it, how it helps you. What it helped me understand is that taking in things like that at all just totally clouds and distorts my own perceptions of me already. Well, people are making judgments. Mm-hmm. Often or observations or sharing opinions. Well, observations. Opinions. Observations is you have a, a lilac or purple. I, there, there again, that's not definitive. <laughs> Shirt on or, or black pants. That's an observation. Mm-hmm. A judgment is, oh, you look, you know, good for your age. <laughs> <laughs> um, those are my judgments. All that is my projection mm-hmm. to, on you. That's my story, my truth, all the lies I've been told. I'm now 
putting them on you and whether you accept them or not. And he's saying, no, we don't accept those. We practice, we do our best day after day, along with the other agreements to hold those things at bay because we know what they are. They are lies. They're lies we start to tell ourselves. They're lies we get wrapped up in. And they're lies we spend our time believing in one way or another, even spending our time or giving our attention to those things. You know, we, we often wrap up our value and our self-worth in those things. We devalue ourselves. Gosh, maybe I am fat. Gosh, maybe I am ugly. Gosh, maybe I am dumb. Gosh, maybe I didn't get good enough grades in school or whatever it is. We start to devalue ourselves. It's almost like we have a picture of ourselves in our head that we know is true, who we are, our identity that we know on the inside. And when we take in... He calls that silent knowledge. Right. We have that silent knowledge. I don't need to share it with anybody. People that are close to me, my family, know what they've seen, what I let out of my inner persona. But, you know, that's ours. And when we allow poison, he calls it poison, I I compare it to venom, like a snake's venom. When we let that venom in, when we don't stop it in its tracks or allow it to penetrate our skin, when we allow it in, now it's clouded and changed all of that. It has put doubt in our minds. It is a lie that has been cast on us. In fact, I've developed a few tools in my head to start trying to do this because it's, I don't think it's going to be an easy task. No. Practice, practice, do your best as part of it. Yeah, well, if I just said, well, tomorrow morning is Thursday. Tomorrow morning, we're not going to take anything personally. Just don't do it. You know, I don't think you can quit cold turkey. So I think it's going to be a process, and it's going to take time, but I really want to try. Well, it also goes with the other agreements. Like I said, make, or he said, make no assumptions. Mm -hmm. Do your best, and the number one Uh, Be impeccable with your word or words, Mm -hmm. uh, intentional. So when we go around spewing out our judgments on people, we're doing the same thing. We're putting our truths on them. We Mm -hmm. don't know. That's true. You as a confident uh, woman, me as a confident man at this stage in our lives, maybe we don't let all that in. Well, and there's another piece to it that you brought up, and I know we both read our sections of these books and we took notes and everything like that. And the great part about that is you pulled different things in from the chapter that I did. And one of the ones you highlighted was talked about in this chapter is gossip. Mm. What did you learn about gossip and what was your message to me after reading this and discussing your notes? Well, I mean, gossip is talking about other people when they're not present. Um, and we're lying all the time when we talk about it because we don't know. And we're judging all the time, and we apparently don't know. So it's not fair in any sense of the word, but what, what's the point of it? What, what, it's not serving any purpose. Well, and there's different examples in the book, but it got me thinking about like when I was in law school. I remember the first day of class, some of the older students who had had that certain professor before would say, oh, get ready, that professor's a real jerk, Mm -hmm. or something like that. So now I've got this poison, this stuff that's been planted in my head, and I already have this preconceived notion about this person. It's been told to me. Now, instead of deciding for myself, you're deprived. 
I don't even get that gift. I don't get to decide for myself because somebody else spewed something and I took it in. So something you said, your kind of vow and what you read regarding gossip, what was that to me? Do you remember? I do not remember that one. You told me, as you're part of trying to not take anything personally, you want to not gossip anymore. Well, I don't want to gossip. I don't, I don't, I generally, when you talk about the law school experience, never listen to any of that stuff because I knew that was their stuff even back then. And they wanted to talk about test taking and this and that, and this answer is wrong and that one's right. I never listened to any of it. I kept, I blocked everything out. I didn't listen to anybody. I didn't, I wasn't in a study group. I did my own thing because I believed in my own ability and my own truth was I didn't need that. That wasn't, that was a waste of time and it is a waste of time. And as a grown-up? I generally don't gossip. That's good. I'm in circles where gossip occurs. Ah. And always occurs. So how do you not take part when you're still sitting in those existing circles? Well, you can take the monks, um, <laughs> vow of silence, uh-huh. <laughs> sit there like a statue. Mm-hmm. Um, or you could say, hey, I just reread... Ruiz's book for the fourth time. Oh, it only <laughs> took four times, huh? <laughs> this time it made an impact, or it has uh. been making an impact, and I didn't realize it. And here's what he says about things. And one of them is, don't take things personally. Make no assumptions. I mean, if you're gossiping about people, all of those rules are violated, right? Mm-hmm. You're not impeccable with your word if you're gossiping. There is no way that you were impeccable with your word. You're using your words uh negligently uh you're you're not you don't know the whole truth the other party that's hearing this doesn't know what you know or don't know they take it as a truth they pass it on it's poison and it poison grows so you mentioned and ruiz mentions this in his book that when you gossip when you say gosh that gal over there thinks she's so good at pickleball guys she actually stinks don't even bother playing with her mm-hmm. when you say something like that or you hear something like that or repeat something or whatever it is Ruiz calls that black magic mm-hmm. because it does exactly what you said it deprives the person it hurts them those words you know, she's dumb. She's not good at that. He's not good at that. Oh, don't listen. They're, they don't know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. You have just cast black magic, bad, bad poison on somebody else. Right. You used your words to damage their ability to think for themselves. And people might just believe it, and they do believe it. And then what do they do with that information that they now believe? They oh, yeah, she's. It on. Exactly. Uh huh. He's of this and this. He doesn't do that. He does this. Oh, I heard this about him, but I never heard he was a bad father. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hmm, let's give him that one. So then these messages get spread, and then they spread further and further like that ripple effect. And in the book, he makes the comparison to a computer virus. Mm. You you spread that seed, that little bitty virus in there. You put it in there. Oh, I've heard a lot of bad things All about those computers. Jeff. But, he, but he's, you know, he's a good father. So... This stuff spreads. Oh, have you heard all those bad things about him? Ooh, what are they? What did you hear? It spreads and it spreads and it spreads, just like it spreads to different aspects or systems within a computer. Mm-hmm. I'm not a tech person, so excuse me if I'm saying it wrong, but this is the example that he makes. It is. It's like a virus that spreads. Mm-hmm. So not only do we need to stop the spread, but part of that is not internalizing it and not taking it in. Knowing that that professor you just got told is a jerk that you can listen to the person, oh, okay, 
but you have to go in with a clean slate and almost put up that shield. Well, the truth is, if you want to respond to that, then you could say this. You could say, I don't participate in gossip. That'd probably be a lie. But you could say, listen, I don't have an experience Dr. Jones's lectures or his uh, uh, curriculum or his judgments about cases or his the way he teaches. I don't know any of that, so I'll have to make my own decision about that. You could. You might not have a lot of friends, but, you know, because that's not the friendliest response, People is it? like the gossip. <laughs> exactly. They want to pass on the negative. It's true. And they want to poison the world. And to stop poisoning the world would be to stop gossiping. True. And stop spreading the virus. That's true. So on our path to not taking things personally, I know that sounds like super easy and we're all going to get up and go, oh, it's Thursday. It's don't take things, take anything personally Thursday. You know, we're going to get up. We're going to try to agree with ourselves that we're not going to do that. But what if we do on accident or what if we fail at that tomorrow? Then what? You will fail at that tomorrow. That's true. Now, that's a truth. <laughs> I know in my head, I... The likelihood is we will fail. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, I play tennis, I play pickleball, I do this, I do that, and things don't work out. So I, what do I do? I come back and we, we practice. As humans, ah. we practice at everything we do from the age of whatever, from birth to now, we are practicing. We're practicing being students. We're practicing being good kids in the house. We're practicing being hard workers. And... So what do, what do we do? We practice. We so get up and we try, say. Try, try again. Write it down. Put it on the refrigerator. Uh-huh. I take nothing personally today. There you go. Wednesday. That, on Wednesday. <laughs> so another um, idea I took is throughout that chapter, he talks, Ruiz talks about your personal inventory. I thought this was important. It got me thinking about what do you already know about yourself on the inside that you don't need anybody else to tell you. Like you said, you know the truth. The truth about the type of father you are mm-hmm. to your daughters. Right. You already know this. You don't need anybody to tell you anything. Don't need it. So your personal inventory. It made me think that that may be a helpful tool, a way for people that are interested in trying this idea. Because again, these are just things we're learning. We're putting it out there and giving people something to think about. You take what you want. You leave what you want. But if you decide not to take anything personally. This is probably an attainable way. My thought was you take an inventory of yourself. I wrote mine down. The good things I know are truth about myself. The good things I know maybe aren't the best about myself. Things I know I'm working on, whatever it is. My things. I didn't ask anybody for help. I didn't go to my friends and go, hey, what are the good things about me? Hey, what are the bad things about me? My personal inventory. So my tool I would give anybody is I liked your idea of that reminder that we're not supposed to take anything personal today. But with that, what if you put your inventory up there too and said, here's all the things I know are truth. And then you can remember throughout the day when somebody says to you, gosh, uh, Jeff, you're really, really, really bad at fencing, like really bad at it. You can go back and look at your list and be like, hmm. I was real good at that once. It's on my inventory. I uh, already know the truth. World-class fencer would be on the list. Uh-huh. Whatever it is. You're the best bricklayer on the planet. I mean, whatever it yeah. is. But you can go back to that personal inventory and go, wait, stop. I already know this about myself. I don't need that to feel good about it or to, as a reminder. So my, my tool on top of your reminder of don't take anything personally, good, bad, or ugly, 
is to make that inventory. I challenge you. It might help you understand the, the, the pieces of yourself you didn't know before or touch those pieces of yourself that you forgot about. So here you go, folks, the tools, mm-hmm. the little label on the refrigerator or maybe the mirror in your bathroom. Oh, t- that's a good spot. I'm taking nothing personally today. Uh-huh. Forget about yesterday and tomorrow. Uh, I've taken an inventory of myself, the truths about myself, good, bad, or indifferent, and I know what those are. And today I'm going to go around and through things with this shield. Call it a psychic shield, call it a boundary, whatever you want. And I'm not letting in anything. Meaning I will listen to understand. I will be skeptic and I'll listen to understand, but I will not let it in. So I'm a great this, I'm a great that, I'm not letting that in, I'm not taking it personally, that's their stuff. I'm a bad this or bad that, I'm not letting that in, I'm not taking it in. I'm keeping it out. Mm -hmm. That's Toxic, poison, venom, as you said. Let's try that for the next week or two. The other part is, you know, with that inventory, it makes me think you could write something or put something in your mind like you told me, Jeff. I am not going to take part in gossip. And there are going to be days that you're going to be like, oops, I said something. Somebody asked me what I knew about that person. Ooh, ouch, That I guess that would be gossip. We're going to mess up. But you can try again the next day and not take part in that Those gossip. Those are my judgments. I know. What good are they? Exactly. But taking part in that, I won't take saying part. them out loud, that's the hard part. I'm not a gossiper. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to try not to be. The other tool I came up with to make this attainable, because, again, this is a huge undertaking, unless some of you can quit cold turkey. I don't know. I probably can't do that. I'm going to try. But... Um, maybe picking one occurrence in your day or one person in your encounter in that day. When they say something to you, you know, gosh, Jenna, uh, I read this, and, I mean, were you even awake when you wrote today? Like, there's, like, not even words that coherently make sense. I'm going to be like, "Mm mm-hmm. Not taking it in. Not taking it personally, okay. Not taking it personally. i to be there for that one. I know, right? <laughs> I'm going to try. But maybe that's where you pick that one person or that one occurrence, you know? So my challenge is for all of you to try not to take anything personally. And like Jeff said, try day by day. Try Tuesday, I'm not going to take this personally. And we gave you a few, t- few tools that we came up with. They may work for you, they may not. But if you haven't read Ruiz's book, I suggest it. If not, at least try this and see what you think. See if it makes a difference for you. Yeah, and we can just tell them that uh, they can read A Practical Guide to Personal Freedom, The Four Agreements or The Five Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz and his son, Don Jose Ruiz. Mm -hmm. I commend those books to you. They're fantastic. They're life-changing and affirming, and you'll feel better about the truth after you read them. Practice, practice, practice. Practice doesn't make perfect, because that would be a judgment, but practice will definitely make you feel better, I think. So good luck to all of you. I'm going to try. Tomorrow's Thursday. Don't take anything personally Thursday for me. We'll see how it goes. Okay. Thanks for listening. This is Jeff. This is Jenna. Peace out. Until next time.